Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Today is Monday, December 9th, and I'm here with my Advent calendar. I only shared it with you guys one day. Wasn't it like last Monday? Well, yeah, could have been. Uh, it wasn't working out this last week to try to share that with you because I like looking at it first thing in the day. But I decided to do the podcast first thing today before diving into words. I am expecting crit from uh, Marcella Bernard. She contacted me last night and said, would it still be useful? Then she said she had ideas depending on where I want to go with the series. So this, uh, <laughs> who knows what that will mean. Um, but I got on email to see if she'd sent it and she hasn't yet. So I thought, well... I'll just go ahead and have my coffee and do my podcast and then get to work. Let's do the advent calendar first and I'm like can talk a little bit more about where things stand for me. Clicking on the red ornament for December 9th. Some of them are like activity things so they wouldn't be good to listen to anyway. I don't know if it's interesting to listen to regardless. But this says a warming memory of summer heroics. Now it's loading. It's loading. Oh, look, here we go. Okay, so there's kid and a dog, bunch of kids throwing snowballs. Kid picks up a stick. Oh, and now it's flash forward to the kid playing cricket. Cricket ball flying through the air. It's all summertime now. That's what this is. Looks like the little kid has, I don't know, they're sort of bouncing around in time. I don't know what that means. Yeah, so the person sitting on the bench is now a grown-up guy. And now he flashed back into time. Oh, he was sitting there watching the kids, thinking about summertime. That was cute. They have gotten a little bit better with diversity. I One of the things that had kind of bothered me before was like that the Male servants would do all of the, um, like, decorating, and the female servants would do the cleaning. And this time they had uh, kids in there who were actually of of another color, miraculously. And that looked like there were girls in there, too. I know some of that just comes from that knee-jerk, um, you know, especially when you're drawing and you're trying to animate figures it's much easier to go with the what is considered to be the default little white boy, right? But <laughs> it's, it can get a little to be a little much if you are not a little white boy. Okay, so I'm going to close this down. And so I worked on the fate of the talisman on Saturday before I went to yoga class. I did not work on it at all on Sunday yesterday. Took that day off. But I'm at 88,000 words now, which means that I am probably less than 20,000 from the end. Yeah, and I think it's doable. We'll be, it'll be interesting to see what Marcella says. Uh, I can hear you all kind of howling in the background. Um, Marcella may come back and say, she said, depending on where I want to go with this series, she may come back and say, 
that she thinks this is too much story for one book, which has been the problem all along, putting too much story into one book. But geez, you know, this is in some ways the book that many readers expected with the shift of the tide and then with the arrows of the heart. So I feel like I've already strung out the pieces of this story. Ah. <laughs> uh. So it'll be interesting to see what she says. But I did make some progress on Friday and Saturday with a pivotal piece of the arc, I think. And so I discovered some things with Andy that I had not um, fully pieced together before. So I think that that's going to help. I think that's going to make a difference. I'm also... Um, I was going to say writing fast, uh, kind of sketching it in, except that I'm really not. I'm, it's, it's being pretty fleshed out. <laughs> I'll probably go back and add in some things, but I've been finding that I've been fleshing as I go anyway, even though I've been promising myself that I can just like get it onto the page and find it and then go back later. I'm sure I'll layer some things in, but a lot of it's already there. I'm very curious to know what Marcella will say. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I shall find out soon enough. And if I don't get this done before Christmas, I don't. But I think that I will. I, I think, you know, there, theoretically, yes, and I know library addict. I know I, I don't feel like I say this every time. But theoretically, I could, you know, write 4,000 words a day all this week and have it done by Friday. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if it was done? Because <laughs> uh, then I'd have a break, right? We'll see. Uh, and you all will be um, <clears throat> entertained to know that my mom called. And she was all concerned. She said that she had an idea and that what I could do is set this book aside for a while and work on something else and then come back to it. And I said, well, I could, you know, that would be a possibility. She framed it as maybe this is a silly suggestion, but because she's concerned, you know, she doesn't want me to be unhappy. And I said, um, I could do that, but and I would if I needed to, but I don't feel like I need to. I said, this is just part of the process. And part of this is that I'm just being very honest about the process. Um, I am sharing the angst, as it were. And apparently a lot of people were very interested in the angst because I got a huge number of downloads on the Friday podcast. So, you know, I think that's useful to people. You know, we talk about how on social media, there is this tendency to, to put only the best face forward. And, and I am even one who encourages people to do that because, you know, I, I, I will often say, you know, don't hang out all of your guts on Facebook. But at the same time, there is an aspect to being honest about who, I don't know, about our struggles maybe, about the the downsides of things, about 
the difficulty. I think a lot about Jeffrey Rush in Shine. Kind of want to watch that movie again. Maybe I should. Isn't that the name of the movie? Where he's the musician who's been in the estate asylum and he keeps trying to play that Rachmaninoff symphony. I think that's what now I should look. I'll look on my phone as I'm talking here. This adds verisimilitude. If we were having real coffee, I would absolutely look things up on my phone to answer my own questions while we discussed. Um, it was a long time ago, but the movie made a big impression on me. I'm pretty sure it was Jeffrey Rush. There we go, Jeffrey Rush. A much younger Jeffrey Rush. So I'm going to go back to early days because I think this was 80s. Let's see if we can find it. Shine, playing David Helfgott. Gosh, Jeffy, you actually remembered something accurately. Okay. So it says, um, pianist David Helfgott, driven by his father and teachers, has a breakdown. Years later, he returns to the piano to popular, if not critical, acclaim. But I remember, oh, that's right, he was a child piano prodigy. Yeah, I want to see that again because I think it... Um, it says the pressures of his newfound fame coupled with the echoes of his tumultuous childhood conspire to bring Helfgott's latent schizophrenia boiling to the surface. <laughs> it's always funny to read the, the other plot summaries <laughs> to the people who are much more literal about plot stuff. Anyway, as I recall, the movie implied strongly that the breakdown came from at least I interpret this at the time from from pushing himself creatively. What year was this? 96. Oh, so I missed that by a decade. Wait until you guys are old and the decades blur together. <laughs> I know my mother's going to say, you got nothing on me. But it's funny that to me, I, I would think that the 80s and the 90s would be incredibly distinct for me, if only because they were pre and post David. David and I met in 91. Is that right? 91 or 90? <laughs> it was 91. That's right, because this show will be 29 years. So I, I always expect that I would remember like movies I saw before I met him and movies after, and there's not that huge of a distinction for whatever that means. So anyway... What my mom said to me was, she said, well, isn't this supposed to be fun? And I thought that that was interesting, you know, because I have been talking about finding delight and gladness and things. But is writing supposed to be fun? And I don't think that it is. And I said to her, no. I said, you know, it's work. It's a job. And I think that that's one of the things about I may have made a decision that I want to make my living as a writer. I want to have a career as an author, but that doesn't mean that it's just because you're getting to do the thing that you want to do for a living doesn't mean that it's always fun. You can find fun in it. You can 
find the delight and gladness in it. But that doesn't mean that it's just fun or that it's not difficult. And I think that's one thing about um, trying to grow as an artist is that sometimes things are difficult and sometimes it is angsty. So it's funny because I went to my yoga class on Saturday morning after writing my you know hours worth of words and and got through got through a wall. I got through a big piece that I was a little too that I kind of ran out of juice on Friday to do and I got that done in that first hour early Saturday morning and that was great. And so then I went to my 8 a.m. yoga class and you know that's the vinyasa yoga that really kicks my ass and at the end of the class it was funny melissa you, you guys longtime listeners know i have a semi-conflicted relationship with um i don't i don't even know how to describe it because i love this yoga teacher melissa she's great but um I don't know. I want to. I want to be better than I am. <laughs> but anyway, she said to me. Um, she said it's so, always so great to have you in class, Jeffy. She said you work so hard, <laughs> and I started laughing because I feel like you know you work so hard is kind of like um, you know getting the most improved award on the sports team because it's it's a little bit of faint praise. <laughs> It's like, well, by golly, you're trying. And I know she didn't mean it that way, but it did make me laugh. And she added, and she's, I don't know, she quickly added or continued because I, you know, laughed in the middle of her sentence. And she said, and you're, um, you're always, she said, uh, I'm trying to think of how she phrased it. She said, with your, your playfulness and laughter, you work so hard, but with playfulness and laughter. And it's a pleasure to have you in class. So, I mean, obviously, this was a very lovely thing for her to say. But then I I keep thinking about the, you work so hard <laughs> part. But David had made a comment to me about um, yoga when I was complaining about that I'm not as good at that class as I want to be. And he said, uh, he said, well, you know, is, isn't it supposed to be about being flexible or, you know, is it this supposed to be something you enjoy? And I think, well, I, I'm still parsing this. You know, it's like just because we enjoy a thing or because we're doing something, we're opting into a thing because it's something we want to do doesn't mean that it's all fun or that it's all easy. Sometimes we do things that are hard because we, we want to grow and we want to change. So, oh, and then an incredibly important thing. I do want to report that I got up seven strings of luminarias, ferrolitos, electrolitos, on Saturday. And it took me, I'll tell you guys what, it took me a third of the time that it had taken before. And so that was really a great revelation. Yesterday, it was very rainy all day. So I just cleaned the house and took care of business and got out some Christmas decorations. That was fun. And then I think tomorrow afternoon, I'll try to finish off the stuff on the roof. 
But that was amazing. That was amazing how well it worked. So I'm very happy with my solution. I wanted to make sure to mention that. So I don't think I have much else to report. Um, yeah, I also fixed my bathroom sink, which I don't think I mentioned had been a problem. But I'm very pleased with myself that I uh, managed to take it apart and put it back together. Now there's one more piece to fix on it. The stopper part isn't working right. But I don't know if I have to buy a new fixture for that. That's entirely possible. So it was a weekend of good accomplishments. And now we shall see. No, excuse me. We shall see how how fate responds. Fate. You know, it's funny because Andy is really wrestling with the concept of fate in this book. And I myself am wrestling with fate, the book. So there's um, some circularity there to it. It's not like trying to play a Rachmaninoff symphony. But, you know, we all have our struggles, right? <laughs> so... I am going to get to work. I hope you all have a great Monday, that it kicks off a wonderful week. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you can find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Take care. Bye-bye.